Hola y bienvenidos al Medical Spanish Premium Podcast, an interactive podcast for learning practical Spanish for healthcare and elsewhere. The level of this lesson is advanced, and timestamps are provided in the show notes. The lessons offered at docmolly.com are solely for learning Spanish. They are not intended to teach medicine or provide medical advice. Welcome to another lesson covering Spanish for the evaluation and treatment of vertigo. In this series, we first obtained a history regarding the patient's vertigo. The patient gave a history consistent with benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, also known by its acronym BPPV. So, in lessons VT06 through VT09, we covered the examination and treatment for this type of vertigo. First, we explained how the vestibular system works. Then we prepared the patient for the somewhat uncomfortable Dix-Halpike maneuver. We then performed the Dix-Halpike maneuver to diagnose BPPV. And finally, we performed the Epley maneuver to treat BPPV. There are links in your show notes to each of these lessons. Now in this lesson, we explain how tiny crystals in the inner ear can become dislodged and cause vertigo. Now, explaining the vestibular system is tricky in any language, so I recommend you use a graphic of the inner ear to help you out. We have included one in the show notes. And thank you to Bridget Schwimmer, the doctor of physical therapy who wrote the original dialogue for this lesson. Listos? Empecemos. Ahora que ya terminamos, ¿cómo se siente? Me siento un poco rara, Pero mejor, ¿cree que después de esos tratamientos me curaré? Creo que las maniobras que acabamos de realizar sí le curarán el mareo. ¿En serio? ¿Esas maniobras me van a curar? No lo creo. ¿Cómo? Es una buena pregunta. ¿Recuerda que le había dicho que el sistema vestibular le indicaba la posición de la cabeza? Este sistema tiene un área central de donde salen tres canales, o sea, tres tubos. En esta área central hay pequeños cristales o piedrecitas que están pegadas a la pared. Cuando una de estas piedrecitas se despega y entra en uno de los tubos, le indica a su cerebro que usted está moviéndose cuando no lo está haciendo y esto es lo que causa los mareos. Y ahora vamos a repasarlo por partes. Ahora que ya terminamos, ¿cómo se siente? Me siento un poco rara, pero mejor. ¿Cree que después de esos tratamientos me curaré? Creo que las maniobras que acabamos de realizar sí le curarán el mareo. Strange. Raro. Rara. I feel a little strange. Me siento un poco rara. To be cured, to get well. Curarse. So we use the reflexive or pronominal verb curarse to say, to get well, to be cured. You could also use the pronominal verb mejorarse to say, to get well. However, we use 
the non-pronominal verbs curar y mejorar to simply say to improve, to get better. Interpreta. Do you think after these treatments I will be cured? ¿Cree que después de esos tratamientos me curaré? To cure or to treat. Curar. So we also use the non-pronominal verb curar to express the action of curing or treating something or someone. Creo que las maniobras sí le curarán el mareo. And we use the pronominal form of the verb to say to be cured, to get well. ¿Cree que después de esos tratamientos me curaré? Interpreta the maneuver. La maniobra. Listen to how she uses sí to emphasize her statement. Creo que las maniobras sí le curarán el mareo. I think the maneuvers will indeed cure your dizziness. Do you remember the verb she used to say to perform, as in to perform a maneuver? Realizar. Interpreta. I think that the maneuvers we just performed will indeed cure your dizziness. Creo que las maniobras que acabamos de realizar sí le curarán el mareo. And here, lay refers to the patient. You could also omit the lay and use the possessive adjective su before mareo and say, Estas maniobras curarán su mareo. Interpreta otra vez. I think that the maneuvers we just performed will indeed cure your dizziness. Creo que las maniobras que acabamos de realizar sí le curarán el mareo. ¿En serio? ¿Esas maniobras me van a curar? No lo creo. ¿Cómo? Elisa begins the answer to this question by asking the patient, ¿Recuerda que le había dicho que el sistema vestibular le indicaba la posición de la cabeza? Do you remember that I said the vestibular system told you the position of your head? And rather than saying told you the position of your head, it would be clearer to say told your brain the position of your head. Interpreta. The vestibular system tells your brain the position of your head. El sistema vestibular le indica al cerebro la posición de su cabeza. Now interpret. Remember that I had said the vestibular system told the brain the position of your head?
recuerda que le había dicho que el sistema vestibular le indicaba al cerebro la posición de su cabeza? And here she used lay to refer to the patient when she said que le había dicho And then she used lay to refer to the brain when she said le indicaba al cerebro la posición de su cabeza? Interprétalo otra vez. Remember that I had said the vestibular system told the brain the position of your head? Recuerda que le había dicho que el sistema vestibular le indicaba al cerebro la posición de su cabeza? And it would be perfectly fine here to say la posición de la cabeza because it's clear from the context you are referring to the patient's head. Este sistema tiene un área central de donde salen tres canales, o sea, tres tubos. Canal. El canal. And how would you say semicircular canals? Los canales semicirculares. Central area. El área central. Can you think of another way to say central area? La zona central. Now, using área, how would you say the small area? El área pequeña. So, área is actually a feminine noun, but because it begins with a stressed a sound, we precede it with a masculine article. El área pequeña. Or, un área pequeña. So, how would you say the cold water? El agua fría. Listen to how she says... This system has a central area from which emerge three canals or three tubes. Este sistema tiene un área central de donde salen tres canales, o sea, tres tubos. So how did she say a central area from which three tubes emerge? Un área central de donde salen tres tubos. So, using área central, how would you say, this system has a central area from which three semicircular canals emerge? Este sistema tiene un área central de donde salen tres canales semicirculares. And we're describing a complex structure, so imagine that you are referring to a graphic of the inner ear as you describe this. I've included one in your show notes. And do you remember how to say inner ear? El oído interno. En esta área central hay pequeños cristales o piedrecitas que están pegadas a la pared. Crystals.
los cristales. Stones. Las piedras. Tiny stones. Las piedrecitas. Wall. La pared. Stuck or attached. Pegado, pegada. And how would you describe las piedrecitas as stuck to the wall? Pegadas a la pared. Interpreta. In this central area, there are small crystals or tiny stones which are attached to the wall. En esta área central hay pequeños cristales o piedrecitas que están pegadas a la pared. And note how she uses estar to say that are attached to the wall. Que están pegadas a la pared. Generally, when we want to describe something using a past participle, such as pegado, we use ser to emphasize the action, and we use estar to emphasize the result of an action, the state of something. Here, we're emphasizing the state of las piedrecitas when we say that are attached to the wall. Que están pegadas a la pared. Cuando una de estas piedrecitas se despega y entra en uno de los tubos, le indica a su cerebro que usted está moviéndose cuando no lo está haciendo y esto es lo que causa los mareos. To come off or to become detached. Despegarse. Can you think of another common way to say this? To come off or to become detached. Desprenderse. We use the pronominal verbs despegarse y desprenderse to say that something becomes detached or breaks free. Interpreta. The tiny stones break free from the wall. Las piedrecitas se despegan. Or, se desprenden de la pared. Interpreta, when one of these tiny stones becomes detached and enters into one of the tubes, Cuando una de estas piedrecitas se despega y entra en uno de los tubos. And now listen to how she says, it tells your brain you are moving when you are not. Le indica a su cerebro que usted está moviéndose cuando no lo está haciendo. So what verb did she use to say to move? Moverse. Here, we use the pronominal verb moverse because it is intransitive, meaning it has no direct object. We use moverse to express someone moving on their own.
interpreta, it tells your brain you are moving. Le indica a su cerebro que usted está moviéndose. When you are not. Cuando no lo está haciendo. So this is a tricky use of the verb hacer. We use hacer to refer back to a verb used earlier in the sentence. For example, how would you say, I always eat well, except when I don't. Siempre como bien, excepto cuando no lo hago. Y ahora interpreta, it tells your brain that you are moving when you aren't. Le indica a su cerebro que usted está moviéndose cuando no lo está haciendo. And this is what causes the dizziness. Y esto es lo que causa los mareos. And as we've learned in earlier lessons, you can use either el mareo or los mareos to say dizziness. Y finalmente, volvamos a escuchar el diálogo completo. Ahora que ya terminamos, ¿cómo se siente? Me siento un poco rara, pero mejor. ¿Cree que después de esos tratamientos me curaré? Creo que las maniobras que acabamos de realizar sí le curarán el mareo. ¿En serio? ¿Esas maniobras me van a curar? No lo creo. ¿Cómo? Es una buena pregunta. ¿Recuerda que le había dicho que el sistema vestibular le indicaba la posición de la cabeza? Este sistema tiene un área central de donde salen tres canales, o sea, tres tubos. En esta área central hay pequeños cristales o piedrecitas que están pegadas a la pared. Cuando una de estas piedrecitas se despega y entra en uno de los tubos, le indica a su cerebro que usted está moviéndose cuando no lo está haciendo, y esto es lo que causa los mareos. Bien hecho. Now that you've completed this lesson, reinforce what you've learned by taking the quiz at the bottom of this lesson at docmolly.com. I realize that this has become a long series as we really go into the weeds of the dialogue and cover a lot of grammar. In order to cover more topics in medicine, we're planning to make future series shorter. As we plan upcoming series, I would love your feedback. Therefore, please go to this post at docmolly.com and take a very brief survey to let us know what you would like to see in future lessons. Finally, I would like to say a special thank you to Bridget Schwimmer, the doctor of physical therapy who wrote the original dialogue for this series, and to my Spanish teacher, Elizabeth Cortez, who rewrote and recorded this dialogue with me in Spanish. We'll be back very soon with the final lesson in this series on Spanish for the evaluation and treatment of vertigo. Cuídense todos y gracias por ser miembros. 
This is a production of DocMolly.com, where you will find interactive audio lessons that teach Spanish for healthcare and elsewhere. <laughs>